0: Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com.
1: Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida,
0: this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Looking at the calendar here, already last week of September. Wow. Where did the month go? Where did the year go? Pumpkin spice season is upon us. But I haven't got my first pumpkin spice whatever yet because it's not cold enough here in Florida. It's still like in the 80s. So, With that said, we always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you just return from a cruise and would like to share your experience, uh, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. We'll get you on the show here. Like Richard, he just returned back from a seven-night sailing aboard Norwegian Jim from Manhattan. It was a Florida Bahamas cruise, and Richard's on the line right now. How's it going, my friend? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So uh, we're going to talk all about Norwegian Jim today. But before we get to the actual ship itself, let's take a step back and uh, give me your thoughts. What made you want to take this seven night Florida Bahamas cruise on Jim? I've done this same ship and
1: itinerary before. Mm-hmm. It was, um, my, I, have only cruised on Norwegian. I've done the Breakaway and the Gem because I like to home port. I'm really big on home porting mm-hmm. out of New York. I'm one of those people who, when the trip is over, I want it to be over. I want it to go to the airport and do all that. I want to, you know, because you feel like you lose your vacation buzz that way. Yeah. So the Gem is, is sort of a smaller ship. I like, I like the smaller as opposed to Breakaway being a little bit bigger, although I am sailing her again in March. So it was kind of a no brainer. Um, I like this particular time of year. I went to the the Saturday before Memorial Day. No, Labor Day, Labor Day. And and, uh, I kind of like that because theoretically, there are less kids because they're back in school. So it sort of was a no brainer for me.
0: Nice. Now, you said you love the home port and you do live in the New York City area. So logistically, getting to the cruise pier, pretty simple for you? Pretty simple. I, I uh, woke up in the morning and walked over with my luggage and and
1: had no problem. Embarkation was was pretty easy. I'm one of those people who gets to the port really early. Like I was there between 9:30 and 10. Uh-huh. Uh, they have this new thing now that Norwegian's doing, and whenever I mentioned it to people, they were all like, I didn't know anything about this. But when you are filling out your pre-cruise paperwork or, or online. Information when you're checking in online, kind of thing. They have a spot where you're supposed to go in and and select a time that you will arrive at port. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't seem to be doing that, but I did. I did between nine thirty and ten. It didn't really seem to make any difference because when I got to the port, it wasn't like somebody said, "Oh, you know, you're you're within your window or you're not within your window." Uh, the way they do like with fast passes at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> but I was glad I was there early because I uh, check in was very you know relatively quick, pretty smooth, pretty easy. But you know, I talked to people who were on the ship who came later, who came around noon, and they said it was kind of a madhouse. So, yeah. It was a full sailing. They even announced um, when we were getting ready to board, they announced, you know, if you're hoping for an upgrade, don't bother wasting your time going to the concierge desk because this
0: is a full ship. It sounds like that the selecting your time thing is more for crowd control, huh?
1: It does sound that way, but of course, if people don't know about it, yeah. then it's going to make it a little difficult um, yeah. because it did seem like nobody really was paying any attention to it at all. <laughs> oh boy, so from
0: the curb to the ship, how long did that take you?
1: not long at all i uh, I arrived at the port at nine thirty I was in line you know five minutes later. It probably took maybe i'm going to guess fifteen 15- 20 minutes to go through the line fill out the form you know get checked in and then I just took a seat and I like to people watch at the port so I can see who you want to avoid while you're on the ship you know you can see the people who are complaining already and you're like okay stay away from them
0: the people who are raiding the cookie tray before you're even on the ship right exactly (laughs) yeah totally so uh, you've been on Norwegian Jim before but what were your impressions going on the ship this time around it was nice. This is the first time I've been on her since. Um, she was supposed to go into Dry Dock
1: last year, mm-hmm. but they postponed the Dry Dock and made some renovations while she was sailing. She is going into Dry Dock in November, but I think that's mostly going to be maintenance stuff. But, but since the last time I had been on, they sort of rearranged a few things. They moved uh, Moderna, one of their specialty restaurants, into a new location. They opened a mojito bar. She looked fantastic. Um, Lots of new carpeting. It does not look like the ship is, I believe, 11 or 12 years old and Mm -hmm. certainly does not look it. She She was in really great shape. So I was pleased to see that.
0: Very nice. So you make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it?
1: Well, I loved my stateroom. I was in, I tend to be, I tend to try and get an aft facing balcony. I like to sit on the back and watch the wake. I can mm-hmm. sit there and just stare at that for hours while I contemplate life. <laughs> and that's what I had this time. I had an aft facing balcony on deck 10. The, the aft facing balconies on both the gem and breakaway are humongous, uh, they're really deep. So they're kind of, their their prime territory. It was, I couldn't ask for better. The room was fantastic. You know, the bathrooms are a little small. I, Mm -hmm. I know some people who are, let's say larger Mm -hmm. and I don't know how they do cruises in some of these bathrooms because it is, they are kind of tight and tiny, but I'm, while I'm, Big. I'm not that big, so it didn't bother me. <laughs>
0: you were mentioning that the uh, the balconies were deeper. Um, is it a tiered balcony? Like, can you look down or above the person? Like, if you were down there yeah. sitting, could someone look down on you?
1: Yes, on I believe on both ships, definitely on the gem. I believe they're both tiered balconies. Uh, the nice thing about the the aft-facing balconies is while they are tiered, mm-hmm. they're done in such a way that if, they're so deep that if you go back a little bit, then if you're worried about people above watching you, or if you want to you know sunbathe uh, <laughs> naked or whatever, right. you can just come back a couple feet and no one would no one would see you, and you could still sit in the lounger fully extended. Uh, so you know if you're standing at the rail as a lot of people do. When sailing out of ports and stuff, yes, you can look up and down and see people. But if you move back a little bit, you're in the clear.
0: Then you'll have the, the creepy guy above you with a mirror on his selfie stick trying to <laughs> find you. I don't worry
1: about that anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. I mean, I, that is, it's funny you say that because I did think about that one day. I was, you know, I, I'll confess, I was, you know, I was in the room and I was not dressed and I was thinking about what I was going to wear or whatever, and I realized, you know, anybody above, below, the sides, they could easily just stick a selfie stick around <laughs> yeah. the corner, and, and next thing you know, they're taking pictures in your room. So, uh, yeah, I guess that is kind of a danger.
0: And then you're on the Internet the next day, all over the Internet. Yeah, no, no, you know what? Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm, not, not, I'm not terribly concerned. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the dining aboard Norwegian um, gym here. So uh, a lot of dining options to choose from. So let's start at the top, like at the buffet area and work our way down. So how was that area for you?
1: Buffet was great. Um, I really only went there once or twice I uh, on past cruises i've you know basically survived on the buffet Mm -hmm. this time i really didn't i tried to avoid it because i find that you know the all-you-can-eat aspect of a buffet (laughs) is not good for me right (laughs) Uh, for the first time ever i actually lost weight on a cruise and i think it's in large part because i avoided the buffet as much as possible but i did every night sort of wander through to see what the various offerings Mm were And you know, I got to say the gem has a really great buffet. It's well organized. A lot of times you hear about uh, other buffets that aren't as well organized on some ships. It's pretty well organized. It's got there's you know more than one area to go to. uh, You know, like the salad bar is separate from the entree area. It's a really very nicely organized buffet. Lots of seating area. And the nice thing on the gem is that if the uh, if the main dining area in the buffet is full, mm-hmm. you can walk out to the back, on the back of the ship where the Great Outdoors is, and you can eat there. And if it's during the day, you can also go over into, they open up the seating area in La Caccina, the Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. during the day they don't serve lunch, so they open that up and you can eat over there as well. Plenty of seating.
0: Very cool. Let's talk about, uh, did you eat them in the main dining room at all? Other than lunch on embarkation day, and this mm-hmm. is actually true...
1: Of all of my cruises so far, I have never actually had a meal other than lunch on embarkation day in a main dining room. I keep saying I'm going to that I'm going to like you know do dinner in one of the main dining rooms to experience it, but I have yet to do that. Okay,
0: you're you're like the the, the rare one on the show because everyone always like loves the main dining room for dinner. I, I know <laughs> I, people people rave about main dining rooms, and like I said, the lunch I had on the first
1: day was fantastic. It was absolutely delicious, really friendly staff. In fact, I had someone come up to me, and this happened several times on the gym. I had someone come up to me in the uh, main dining room. Uh, one of the one of the servers came up, and she was kind of looking at me weird, and she came over, and she was like, I know you. You, you were on this ship last year, weren't you? You're Richard. And I was oh, like, wow. <laughs> wow, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that you remember me from a year ago. I, I, I'm not sure which way it went, but I had that happen several times. And other friends of mine who cruise on the gem regularly say, yeah, it's it's one of those ships that get a lot of repeat customers, and the staff, weirdly, a long time can go by, and they still tend to remember you somehow. I don't know how.
0: That's so cool. It says a lot about the staff, too, that can do that.
1: It really does. And I'll tell you, the staff on this ship, top to bottom, I don't think I had one interaction with and i don't want to sound like one of those people who you know you get certain cruise fanatics who they could have the worst cruise ever and they would still say nothing but good things about it because they don't want to diss their line i'm not like that i'm not you know i I tend to believe that praise without criticism is as worthless as criticism without praise Mm -hmm. but i i have to say top to bottom i had nothing but positive experiences with the staff on the ship
0: that's awesome now did you uh eat in any specialty venues on here
1: I did. I actually lucked out on this trip in that my travel agent, who is fantastic and pays really close attention to this stuff, noticed a year ago they had like for three weeks they were offering an all-inclusive package. Mm-hmm. It included everything. It I mean, stuff that I would never even use. It had the beverage package, the dining package, free photos, free $200 in shore excursions, just like everything you could want. They were they were clearly testing out how all-inclusives sold mm-hmm. And uh so I had the dining package and took full advantage of it um, i I ate in several of the restaurants numerous times. did you uh do Cagney's at all? i did I do it at all? I did it like four times <laughs> <That's> um, <awesome. laughs> you, you know I, I am a I am a meat and potatoes guy i I had some of my favorite meals at Cagney's, including I actually had the opportunity because some of the people I met on board were traveling in the Haven, mm-hmm. and so they had, you know, Haven, uh, which is the exclusive, you know, sort of ship-within-a-ship area mm-hmm. on Norwegian ships. The Haven offers its guests the opportunities to have a special lunch in Cagnes, and it's a slightly different menu, and I had the opportunity to do that, and it was phenomenal it was uh, nine people and we just sat there for probably 2 hours laughing and having a great time and and if you have the opportunity to do lunch in Cagnes whether it's you know because you're in the Haven or because you're uh, you you know people i highly recommend it it's a, it's a really great experience
0: did you get to do um, is there a brazilian steakhouse on there moderno there is yeah. moderno
1: and and i'll tell you I, i've done moderno on both breakaway and gem i i tend to do it at least once a trip cuz like i said i'm a meat guy mm-hmm. and i don't know to be honest, I don't know why I keep going back to it because I do not find it to be a, a particularly great experience. The salad bar, you know, like most Church Koreans, it has a fantastic salad bar. You know, I have vegetarian friends who would be perfectly happy on just eating that salad bar. But when it comes to the meats, I don't know why. I just, I just have never, despite the fact that I really, really love, you know, the wide variety of meats they offer, I just find all of them sort of unsatisfactory, and and maybe it's because you know you're just not supposed to eat meant to eat that many different kinds of meat <laughs> exactly. in an hour. Yeah, like maybe that's what it is. But every time I go, I, I go into it saying, "Oh, I love meat," and I come out of it saying, "Why, why, why do I keep going there?"
0: My my problem going to that place is that you just gorge yourself with so much meat. Yeah. I'm not worth a damn for the rest of the night. <laughs>
1: I have to agree. I will say one new thing that they did. When you enter Moderno, there's a bar there now. It's the, uh, I think it's called the Sugarcane Mojito Bar. Okay. And it's a very nice little space. Moderno tends to be sort of a quiet restaurant. So the Sugarcane Bar, along with having fantastic mojitos, also it has some really nice little seating areas in there. It's it's a nice place to go for a cocktail before dinner.
0: Very nice. Let's shift gears here because we could talk all day about dining aboard the ship because of that. That's one of my favorite things to do on cruises is eat. But we'll talk about entertainment instead. So how was the entertainment aboard Norwegian Gym?
1: The entertainment on board Norwegian Gen was great. I I didn't go to a lot of things, um, just because I tend to be one of those people who I always mean to do all those things, and then I get caught up, you know, I have a, I sit down with people after dinner and, and talk over drinks, and mm. next thing I know, you know, it's midnight, That's I'm in the right. casino. But they did have, they had a fantastic aerialist act, which mm. was one of those things where you sit there and you're like, wow, I can't believe they're doing this on a ship. And they also had, there was a performer, sort of a piano bar style performer named Taylor, who performed in several venues around the ship and was one of the best shipboard entertainers I've ever seen. But it was pretty consistent throughout. You know, I mean, uh, there's a guy named Leo who plays guitar and sings, who has been doing the Norwegian uh, gem for quite a while, and he's very popular. And, And I have to say, the other thing that was really impressive to me was... The secondary crew staff, not the cruise director, Dan Dan, but the secondary crew staff, there were several people on the on the secondary staff who just blew me away. I I did things I would never normally do. I took a Zumba class. I did (laughs) morning trivia and stuff like that because these guys and girls were so funny and so entertaining.
0: Very cool. Well, let's talk about Sea Days because, as we know, one thing that really defines a cruise ship and the layout of it is how it behaves at sea with the passengers and all of that. So how was the ship during Sea Days for you?
1: Awesome. I, I mean, I will admit, I am not one of those people who is on a boat to lay by the pool. Mm -hmm. I'm just not, I just don't, I don't care about the pool. You know, I I like viewing it from a distance. I like seeing that everyone's having a good time, but I I prefer doing that from from like Bally High, the bar that overlooks the pool as opposed to, so I don't really care about chair hogs and all that. But there were a lot of activities going on throughout the whole day. I also, this particular itinerary, I like a lot because the last two days are sea days. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the first four or five days, you're running around and, you know, you're going to, we were in Nassau. So I went to Atlantis and I went to Disney in Florida and you're running around and you're exhausted. And the last two days, it's a much slower pace and you get to actually relax, you know, what a vacation is supposed to be before you get back to port.
0: Nice. You, uh, You said you went to Disney as a as a shore excursion? Was that part of the Norwegian's package?
1: I wouldn't have done it if it weren't for the fact that, you know, I had free shore excursions. I I honestly do not think it is worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, For the price, it's very expensive to do. Plus, you really don't have much time. The ship arrived in Port Canaveral at, I believe, I think it was 12 o'clock, the bus for the shore excursion left at 1, so we didn't get to Disney until 2. Yeah, I went over because I had friends who happened to be in Florida at the same time, and we were doing lunch at downtown Disney, and it was a lot of fun. I'm really glad I did it. But normally, there's no way I would do one of those type excursions because you just can't fit enough You know, for the price you're going to pay to go to Disney for the day. You just can't fit enough in to make it worthwhile.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of Disney and the ports, uh, what ports did you hit on this seven-night sailing?
1: The first port was Florida, so I, was, you know, I went to Disney for the day. The second port was Nassau, and I went to Atlantis because I'm a really big fan of the water park over at Atlantis. Mm-hmm. It's expensive as all get out, <laughs> yes. but it's worth it. It's just between, between the water park, the fantastic aquarium at the dig, and the fact that the casino is uh, a little looser than you'll find on most mm-hmm. cruise ships. It was a great day. spent the whole day there and then the final stop was their private island great stirrup key uh key i guess it is great stirrup key where i had rented a cabana with some friends and we had just you know about the most perfect beach day you could possibly have i know people rave about some of the other private islands and I've never been to the other ones, but I'll tell you, I can't imagine them being any more beautiful than uh, than Great Stirrup Key is. It's it's just gorgeous.
0: Yeah, Norwegian recently, well, I say recently, like three years ago, did a complete overhaul with that island, and they did some really really good work to it.
1: Uh, I agree, and if I and, and I'll tell you this, if if you're
0: considering renting a cabana
1: on Great Stirrup Key, and you have a small number of people, you know, say four or six people. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend getting the small cabanas as opposed to the large ones. The large ones are bigger, but they're set further back. They're sort of up these rock stairs. And the beach they're on isn't quite as nice. The smaller cabanas are closer to the water. They have this gorgeous view. You know, you're looking straight down on this beach. It's a, it's a sand beach as opposed to some of the rockier beaches. They're just, for my money, the, the smaller cabanas, they may be a little bit smaller, but everything about them is, is far
0: superior. Just curious, because you said you've done Breakaway before. It's a big ship. Does it actually go there as well? It does both breakaway and gem. You have to tender. They don't. Yeah. There, there is not actually a dock
1: at, uh, at at the private island. So that's the one stop where we had to tender. Which of course means there are times when you know you're not going to make that stop because you know if you've ever been in an, in a in a tender and you see the ship rocking at all. It's a terrifying experience (laughs) because you just feel like that ship could crush you in a heartbeat. (laughs) So if there's any kind of weather whatsoever,
0: there's a good chance you're not going to actually be able to make that particular port. Nice. Uh, And you mentioned that uh, you had two days at sea on the way back. How was uh, disembarkation for you? It was easy. I do easy uh, disembark. You know, I do
1: the the self-disembark. Even though I have a suitcase that's about the size of, you know, Texas, (laughs) I find it a lot easier to disembark myself. The one thing I will say is they have a very odd, on the gym, they have a very, very odd process for the disembarkation, which is... They bring you down to whatever deck it is. Let's say it's deck four. Mm -hmm. And then because there are a lot of people there, they file you around through the art gallery. And I can't tell you how many times I saw people, you know, dragging their luggage or screaming kids, crashing into the art. And it just (laughs) seems... You know, maybe you want to take the art off the walls or something before you start filing thousands of people through this this tiny, tiny space. I, you know, my heart was in my chest thinking about, you know, something is going to get broken here. It's just, it's obvious. So I don't know, I don't know why they do it that way. And, you know... Let's put it this way. Disembarkation uh, on the two ships I've done, the Gem and the Breakaway, even when you do self-disembarkation, which means you're you know, the first people off the boat, basically, mm. it's always a little bit messy. It's yeah. always – because everybody wants to be the first. They want to get off as soon as possible. They want to get back to their lives for whatever reason, and they're all going to shove, and they're all going to push, and they're all going to cut in front of each other. But this was – you know, it was as smooth as they can make it.
0: Yeah, and not everyone is as lucky as you. They have to fly across the country to get home, not just yeah. walk a couple of yeah. blocks.
1: Oh, I, I, I'll tell you, I, I, that's the one reason. Like, I would love to do the uh, the new ship, the Escape, out of Miami, but uh-huh. I just refuse to get off a ship and then have to get to an airport and then sit in an airport and go through security.
0: No, yeah, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, do you have any been there, done that tips for people who may be considering Norwegian gem? I'll tell you this, the, the, the main difference, people always
1: ask what the, the difference is between, you know, sort of the two ships, the Gem and the Breakaway, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to say a lot of New York on Norwegian, those are your two options. And here is the difference to me, other than the obviously the size. I feel like with Breakaway... They added lots of rooms, and that space had to come from somewhere, and it generally came from the entertainment venues. For example, on Gem, Bliss is one of the coolest places you will ever see. Make sure when you're on it, you swing by Bliss, even if you're not a nightclub person, because it's got, like – beds everywhere and cool statues, and it's just, it's a really amazing venue. On the Breakaway, it's basically a square box, (laughs) you know, it's kind of an empty box with some tables and chairs in it and some light effects on the walls. And you see that throughout the ship, you know, Fat Cats on Breakaway is sort of, you know, again, it's sort of a cold, The, the, the public spaces are a little bit cold on Breakaway, whereas on Gem, they're very warm and inviting, and they tend to have more interesting features than do the others. The other thing I'd say is stay on the ship in Florida. <laughs> you know, there is nothing in Florida that you need to get off that ship to see. There's nothing within walking distance. You can go to, you know, Cocoa, Cocoa Beach or whatever, but there's nothing there either. Just just stay on the ship and enjoy the fact that half the people are getting off.
0: <laughs> you mean you don't want to get a T-shirt at Ron John's Surf Shop in Cocoa you know, Beach? You
1: <laughs> order it online and tell people you went there. There you go. <laughs> you know, it's just, just as easy. Order it online.
0: Nice. Well, Richard, final thoughts of Norwegian Gym.
1: Love it. I would go on it again tomorrow if I had the money to live on a cruise ship. I would probably live on it. <laughs> it really is just sort of, it makes me hope that in this day and age when we're seeing so many mega ships being built by every line. That at some point we see, you know, a reverse in the trend, and that at least somebody says, you know, we should continue to build some of these mid-size ships, right? Because they cater, I think they cater to an audience that doesn't necessarily want all the bells and whistles that you mm-hmm. get on, you know, a breakaway with with ropes courses and yeah. and whatever.
0: The um, we actually connected on Twitter, Richard, and uh, if you want to give your give your podcast your website a shout out, feel free, man.
1: Well, for those who don't know i'm the uh, those who don't know which would be everybody um, <laughs> if I, you don't I'm the <laughs> executive editor of soaps in Depth magazine, so some of you may already follow me uh my account is at soaps in a b c My personal account is at how rude are you and uh, so if you happen to be a soap opera fan, feel free to find me and uh and we can.
0: Talk Cruises on my soap account, too. Whenever you uh, first messaged me on Twitter, and it was like, yeah, how rude are you, or whatever your Twitter handle was, I was like, this person (laughs) is going to chew me out because he had a bad time on a cruise. It was totally the (laughs) opposite, though.
1: (laughs) No, no total no you know what the funny thing is how rude are you came from i wrote a book called crimes against civility and uh-huh. the original idea behind it was it's a book about how rude we as a society are becoming uh-huh. and and the original thing was i was going to at the end of the book put a quiz ask you know where you could figure out how rude you were and all this but the quiz got dropped and so now the twitter i've had the twitter handle for like six years and it's just not worth changing
0: <laughs> you should uh hand the book out on the gangway at disembarkation the people shoving and pushing and all of that
1: <laughs> i actually left copies in the library so if you're on the gem you might find a copy of my book crimes against civility in the actual library
0: <laughs> it's nice so we've been talking with richard sims he has returned from a seven night florida bahamas sailing aboard norwegian Jim from new york city richard it was good talking to you my friend and don't be a stranger i won't thanks for having me a big question we get at cruise radio is how do i know if i need trip insurance